Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Episode 56 of Unplugged and Undeniable. My name is Jesse Velasquez. As you know, the CrossFit Open has passed, so... We have a one-time games athlete joining us today from the Timberwolf CrossFit location, unless he has changed affiliates recently, Mr. Brian Burr. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? Again, life is all right. Can't can't really complain at the moment. So with the open in the rearview mirror, obviously you're training, getting ready for quarterfinals. How, how did the open go for you this year? Um, I thought it went all right, all things considered. Um, some things that I don't necessarily talk about too often is... Uh, injuries that have. Um, the big one is with my knee. I have Osgood Slaughter, the tethered tendonitis in my knee. Um, that developed, I think, in 2018, and it's just been an ongoing issue. So, never really did anything for it until um, after the games this last year. Um, after that, I could barely walk up the stairs. I could <laughs> barely demo an air squat for a class, which was, you know, pretty annoying, something that you have to do. Um, so been working on rehab with that and with all things considered doing the last workout, a lot of squats, um, it didn't hurt. So I actually felt pretty good. So knowing that I'm on the right path of recovery is it's a peace of mind. I had actually never heard of Osgood Schlatters until the end of December of last year. I have a 14 year old client who has that same the same diagnosis of Osgood Schlatters and we've had to do some extensive rehabilitation. He is a pretty elite hockey player here in the state of Minnesota and looking to obviously, hopefully trajectory wise, go to college and I mean, pros who the heck knows, oh, but yeah. go into a little bit of Osgood Schlatters for everybody out there. Oh boy. My, I'm not going to be able to describe it as well as other people, but um, it's not super common or very common at all in adults, but I didn't really have any sort of um, sports that I played when I was younger. I didn't really start being an athlete until I was probably 16 or 17. And then even then I didn't really do a bunch of leg stuff, but um, how do I describe it? Essentially it's your muscles growing at a faster rate than your tendons and ligaments. So that when um, the muscles contract, the growth plate isn't as stable. That's my understanding of it. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. it absolutely does. Go into a little bit of your rehab, what type of things that you're doing for it. Okay. Um, in the first, let's say, a couple of months, it was more of isometric holds at a bearable, um, let's say, bearable RPE. So to a point where it's not hurting, but you can notice it start to feel um, like it's working. So terminal knee extension, that's a big thing that I do. I reverse reverse Nordics, um, the couch stretch, obviously trying to lengthen the muscles there and Bulgarian split squats at a lighter load, trying to get more range of motion in that quad, especially getting load on the knee without any pain. Um, what is it? Drop, drop, jump, drops, whatever you jump on from a box and then land, drop landings. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of, um, isometric movements at first and then now we're getting into some sort of movement whether it's like one and one fourth squats at the bottom um anything really that raises my knees or my uh my heels anything that raises my heels up so that's kind of what we're doing now knees over toes guy has been really helping us um yeah you know all those basic cues and you're still a, you're still a young man, only 28 years old. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're gonna have this body for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go into your backstory a little bit. So you mentioned that you really didn't become an athlete until 16 or 17. So growing up, even as a youth, what, what were your interests? Um, what were my interests? Let's see. I loved skateboarding. That was something that me and my friends would do all the time. We would skate around town. Um, I loved 
don't know, man. Like video games, all the the monsters that you could drink, all the Sour Patch Kids that you could eat, and just all nighters playing video games, especially Halo Three. Yeah, um, that I would say was some of the some of the fun stuff that we did. Um, as for like the physical activity and whatnot, when I was, I think sixth grade through ninth grade i got bullied quite a bit um i was kind of a hefty hefty child so um i think right around ninth grade i was just tired of being bullied and then being this hefty kid so i decided i'll start boxing so then a friend of mine brought me into a gym and we started boxing a little bit and then I'd bike around town. And then I think it was 10th grade or something like that. Um, we were doing some sort of um, like physical test for gym. You know, you do like the push up challenge, the pull up challenge, the 40 meter dash. In 10th grade, I ran a four, I think it was a 4.5, 40 meter, 40 yard. Yeah, 40 yard dash. Uh, and I remember the track coach came up to me. I was like, hey, you should join our track team. I was like, okay, um, is that good or something? I, I had no idea because I never watched sports or pay attention to anything. So um, that's kind of how I got into being an athlete was an accident. But I have always wanted to play football or soccer, or lacrosse and all these other sports, but I was never coordinated enough and I'm still not coordinated enough to, you know, catch a ball or really throw a ball, but something I've been practicing for a while. Skateboarding, boxing, and track. That is a super unique background. You, I'm not really familiar with like the super, like your, your Frasers, your Justin Medeiros and the backgrounds they came from. I know like Frazier was Olympic lifting, but even before that. So you have a very unique style. How, how did those three will go? Yeah. So skateboarding, boxing and track, how did that translate into the CrossFit world for you? Um, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I still love doing track and field workouts. And oftentimes uh, when I'm up to my own devices for programming, I'll do track workouts just because I love the feeling of sprinting and just going fast. Yeah. It just feels unique. And then, for boxing, um, I think when I was younger, I just had, uh, you know, all that built up rage and, you know, tired of being bullied. So like, where can I take it out on? Um, I think that same thing applies to fitness, like the aggression, applying it to a barbell or whatever it needs or whatever it needs. Um, skateboarding. I mean, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like I just, um, I did it for fun and, now I'm actually looking to buy skate shoes to go do it again. Uh, yeah. I don't know how it applies to the CrossFit world, though, to be honest. I know. I'm trying to think maybe from like an agility perspective, but outside of that balance, I mean, balance with like your overhead squats or some of those types of things. But yeah, I mean, it's such a it's a very unique background. You don't really hear a lot about of about skateboarders yeah, in the CrossFit world. I, I, um, I will say that. If I come into CrossFit with one thing, it's going to be like I entered the cheat code for infinite balance and I've just had it forever. <laughs> so I may not be coordinated, but I can balance. That's for sure. Vastly underrated. I would say from a pistol perspective too, how do those go with your Osgood slatters? Do you have issues with pistols? Uh, they, they don't go. Uh, I haven't done a pistol since quarterfinals of last year and I really don't in general, put pistols into my programming. Um, just think that there's other movements that you could do instead. Bulgarian split squats. You nailed those. Bulgarian split squats. <laughs> so, again, with the backstory, you decided to join the military. What What was the, what was the reasoning behind that? Um, I, to this day, do things off of a whim. And joining the military was kind of a thing that I... Uh, I was like, that sounds cool. I, so I did it. And I've been in for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. I just kind of jumped into it. So with the military, do you feel that the discipline that you learned from it, did that kind of play into your strengths as a CrossFit athlete? 
did it prepare you for the CrossFit world? Um, if we go a little bit further into the backstory side of things, I think that'll help you understand a little bit more that let's do that. When I went to basic training. Yeah. Um, when I went into basic training, I thought it was kind of, I don't want to say a joke for those that are going into it, but I, I, all right. So my upbringing was not, of the most traditional families. I didn't live with my mom or my dad since I was 13. I lived with um, friends in their garages or their gazebos or their basements. I've slept outside a couple of times um, all because my family has a really big or had a really big um, drug issue, drug and alcohol abusive and being bullied at a young age. I didn't want to be around neither my mom or my dad. Um, so seeing things and being a part of things that really aren't part of a normal childhood, you know, I think that was ingrained in my head to be, I have to be stoic, straight faced and not really care about anybody else other than I have to take care of myself. So I've been doing that since I was 13, again, living with different friends and different houses or gazebos, garages and stuff like that. So, um, again, being around like abusive relationships and stuff like that, I think that has helped me mentally just be resilient and just be strong that if there's any sort of bad, there's always going to be something good to replace it. Um, I just got to keep striving forward. So, um, all of that to say, that's a brief summary of what, um, upbringing was like to go into the military, having all the skills that I already had. I feel like that made the military a lot easier, but also I feel like it made me find my place in um, controlled chaos, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, controlled chaos is just kind of like my 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 life. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if that answers any questions at all. My gosh thriving. So again, being independent from the age of 13 to where you are now, did you have a support system before you got into the military? Cause you mentioned bouncing around gazebos and garages and things like that. Did oh, you God. have people yeah. that were invo heavily involved in your life that you could lean on? Definitely. Um, I think because of the way that I grew up, when I make friends, they are more family than than you can imagine. So it's like, sure. I mean, we might have this connection, but when you're my friend, you're my family. So I will do anything and everything. And that just growing up, I lived in, I think three, I don't want to neglect anybody, three, three houses. Uh, my best friend, since I was in second grade, lived with him for a long time. Um, another artist friend of mine. And then another, another friend of mine who was in the military. So it's kind of like, all different aspects of people but yeah i feel like every single one of my friends that i had in high school close-knit was supportive of anything that i would do and then even even my family uh regardless of the relationship that we may have had or may not have had they've always been supportive in some way shape or form and i feel like even nowadays um are more supportive because of everything that we went through yeah that's tremendous. Did you, do you have any other siblings or are you an only child? I have, um, I have two brothers and I have two sisters. Yeah. I am the youngest. Youngest of five. Do you, do you still yeah. have some, do you still see them often? Are you still distant? Cause you mentioned flying solo and then is there like a huge age difference as well. Sure. Um, there is a giant age difference and I don't want to get this wrong because my oldest sister might get mad at me, but, um, I think the age difference between me and my oldest sister is, um, she's 40, she'll be 42 this year, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then my others, I can't say their ages. I have no idea, but I think they're like five years apart from each other. And then, um, my brother that's closest in age to me is three years, three years older than me. Yeah, almost exactly. My gosh. So from an independent perspective, yes, I can totally see that. We 
My, my youngest brother is 11 years younger than I am. More yeah. or less, being the fourth child, he grew up so quick. He's very independent, very handsy, carpenter, just tr- tremendous. Did you, are, are you kind of technical? Uh, actually, yeah, you are a little bit technical. Let's dive into that first. Ceramics. Where, yeah. Where did your love for ceramics come from? Um, well, let's see. Um, when I, I grew up in North Carolina, and there's a lot of red clay that's around those areas, and that's something that potters can use, and they can use it to, um, I guess, throw different colored clay. But um, I say that because I would go into the backyard, and I would take some of this clay, and then I would just start building things that don't know what I would build or I had any idea of what I was doing but I feel like art ever since a young age uh something that I've always done um (laughs) hold on one second the dog again uh art at a young age I would build these these figures I had no rhyme or reason to why I was building them um in middle school I believe in eighth grade we had one ceramics one art class so I I did well on that. I would make these things that were just like abstract forms or, um, I don't know, really things that really brought out emotion in me. Cause it's one way that you can express yourself that you can, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Like you might look at a piece and see this, but when I pour heart and soul into something, this is how I feel. And I don't know, that's just kind of how art is. But, um, in ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, I took ceramics one, two, three, and then an independent study every year with that. So it'd be one semester of ceramics and then another one of independent study doing my own thing. So I did eight credits in just ceramics, but I think I had like 15 credits in art alone. Um, so my love for art has always been around longer than I have been doing fitness. Yeah. So is this something that you do? Do you do it daily or are you kind of a, just a sporadic here and there? I try to. So when the first quarantine happened, that's when I decided I'm going to start doing this more full time. Um, B squared ceramics is what I called it. And I'm kind of changing it more into B squared creative because I do more than just pottery. But it's a different story. You're not going outside, dog. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I, so I live in the Schmidt artist lofts or the Schmidt brewery in St. Paul next to keg and case. So I have the luxury of having a studio right in uh, the apartment complex, but also I keep my wheel right in my living room so I can wake up and then just start throwing. So something that I try to do at least, at least three times a week, if not four, um, I have a goal of making 20 to 30 items a week. Um, so yeah, something I try to do often. I'd say so, especially if you have a business. So, I mean, are there anything else from yeah. a supplementation perspective that you do outside of ceramics? Yeah, I coach, I coach CrossFit and weightlifting at a couple different gyms. Um, I also run programming, individual programming for you know, athletes, clients, anybody that really wants it um whoever wants to live a healthier lifestyle but mostly people who want to be competitive um the military house sitting dog watching i think that's it but it's a lot of buckets to fill i really enjoy for some they can really focus on one thing and just nail it down where i think being a jack of all trades is phenomenal it's something i do multiple things much like you that fill my bucket to where i don't have to solely focus on one thing i can do multiple things that i truly enjoy so i'm assuming sure. that's exactly why you do it as well yeah i well i don't know i um i hmm. <laughs> i don't know i like to do multiple things but i also feel like i only have the capacity for set amount of things like i can do i can do art i can do fitness and i can do programming and that's really all i want to fill my buckets with um the other stuff is i'll do it because i do have a lot of i don't say a lot of free time but a lot of free range with how my 
schedule is. My schedule is very flexible. So if I need to watch someone's dog or their house in a different town, sure, I can do that because it allows me, well, for one, stay at a new place and pet other dogs. Um, and just like, I don't know, it's like going on a vacation, but not going too far. That's my shoe. New adventures daily. Hey, <laughs> something that'll keep you stimulated. For sure. <laughs> so competition. Obviously, yeah. you didn't grow up really in the sporting environment. It sounds like Halo 3 might have been a pretty solid outlet for your for your competitive spirit. Were you always a fairly competitive person considering you didn't do any athletics until high school? Um, hmm. I, I mean, I would play skate all the time. So uh, with skateboarding, like you do a trick, I try to nail it. And if I fail, then I get a ladder. That, that's how the game of skate works. So I win those games because you don't want to lose. Um, as for like video games, yeah, I don't want to win. I don't want to lose. It feels shitty to lose. Um, and for... No. God. RT. Hey. Okay. Um, I don't think that I was really all that competitive when it came to physical activity, though, because I was kind of that slum... Nah, I didn't want to move fast or lift anything kind of kid. Um, so when it came to that, I was always sitting in the back waiting for people to pick me last, which didn't really bother me. I always wanted to be picked last. All right. It comes to spike ball. I will never play spike ball because I'm so bad at it. So uncoordinated. And people make fun of me for playing it once. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to play this one. This isn't one that I really care to do. Um, um, let's see. Frisbee golf. That's something else that I, I do for fun. And just trying to better my scores week after week or day after day, every time that I go. Um, so it's more so like being competitive with myself versus being competitive with anyone else. Does that make sense? It does. Have you always used... Like little little things that have happened in your life, because you mentioned always having a chip on your shoulder and always wanting to be picked last. Have you always used that as fuel for your fire and everything that you do? Hmm. I would say for for fitness, yes. Uh, just because I I don't know where my ceiling is. I feel like because I didn't do anything when I was younger, or I didn't do as much as I wanted to when I was younger. Um, I didn't really figure out what I was capable of. So being an athlete right now is like, oh, this is cool. This is really fun. Let's try this. Can we get better at this? Let's do this. Okay, cool. Did that. Didn't do that. Why didn't I do that? Or why, I don't know, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Um, so I would say, yeah, I do use that in a sense just to better myself in some aspects. So you mentioned again, not being an athlete, I'm just going to keep going back to this growing up. When, when yeah. did you discover weightlifting? Didn't how, um, yeah, just give me kind of your first initial thoughts and how it felt and go from there. Yeah. Um, weightlifting or like YMCA lifting? We'll start with YMCA, YMCA weightlifting first, and then we'll gravitate to Olympic weightlifting deadlifts the whole nine yards. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, when, so again, mentioned getting bullied, uh, not only like in a mission, an emotional way, but like, there was physical contact as well from just people in middle school and high school. Um, I would say ninth grade when I started boxing and then I started biking and then I started, um, like just going to the gym because my brother's friend was like, Hey, you're coming with me. And he was always a good guy that just, helped me out along the ways he's another person i lived with so four people i lived with four different people and uh, yeah <laughs> since i was growing up um i would say about 10th grade so i would go to this morning gym class because it was part of the mandatory thing that you had to do um so go to that and then after school okay then i would go um, I think that was track practice or so go to track practice. And then after that, I would go box. And then after that, I would go to the Y again. And then just continue like a vicious cycle of that. Um, I would say that's when the freak started in me was as soon as I figured out fitness was great. 
fixed fitness was awesome. I also had really bad asthma when I was younger. So that kind of plays into things too. Um, I was hospitalized quite a few times from it just because it was so bad being allergic to uh, cats and mold and just whatever kind of dust, um, always on medicine. So the day I started losing weight and getting healthier, that's when I stopped taking Singular, which is something they prescribe you for uh, asthma, and then albuterol inhalers, nebulizers that you get hooked up to. I stopped doing all that and just really, really just diving into being fit. I had no idea what health was at the time, uh, like eating or whatnot. Again, because in high school, we would play video games all day, all day and night, drinking uh, monsters and sour patch kids. So it's just like eat all this stuff. But um, yeah, I'd say about 10th grade is when I started being a psycho about all this stuff. 11th and 12th grade, I think were even more exacerbated by I'm going to work out in the morning at night. And then again, after that, and then box and then call it a day. So it'd just be like multiple sessions a day. Yeah. Not being an athlete, but um, just with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fitnessing. Boxing, being a boxer, that is definitely being an athlete. Yeah, I, say, I should say that I uh, never boxed competitively. So I know we talked about being a competitive person, but I did it for recreation and for just really hitting something and just moving my body. Yeah. So before I go into nutrition, is CrossFit the first thing that you've truly been competitive at then? Mm. I guess, I mean, track and field, but with myself, I have always wanted to get like, hey, can I run 100 meters in under 11 seconds off the block? Um, that was a goal of mine when I was younger and still a goal of mine. I was able to do it, I think one time at the very last meet, but I'm so curious to know where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm so much faster, but I don't know. <laughs> um, what was the question again? Sorry. CrossFit being the first competitive thing in your life. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, my brain goes like in all different directions when I'm talking. So never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Um, yeah, I would, I would say so. Um, I think I did my first competition in 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Definitely CrossFit is the first thing that I've been really competitive at. I remember going to my very first CrossFit workout. My friend was bringing me there. I was like, Hey, I'm going to have you try this thing. And at the time being young and straight out of like basic NAIT, I was smoking a cigarette on my way to my first CrossFit workout. I was like, how bad can it be? It can't be that bad. Um, to say the least, my friend who I thought was more out of shape than I was smoked me, just completely obliterated me. And from then I was like, that's not going to happen again. I, I can't let that happen again. So um, since 2014, I've just been striving to be better and better and better. And I think that that moment was when I started to be competitive. Did you have an aha moment that you felt you could be really good at this sport? No, not really. Um, because when I first started, I was, I moved like a wet noodle again with having lack of coordination. I just, I didn't think that this is something that I should be doing. And even currently, I still think like, is this something that I really want to do? Do I want to keep doing this for however long? Am I going to make it there as an individual? Um, so I still question today if 
I'm even good enough to continue moving forward. So no aha moment. Honestly, I think that keep that might even keep you hungrier. Do you, was there a time in your life that you felt you were at your absolute hungriest? Like I really want this or has just been mm. con- this continuously escalating from we'll say 2016, 17 to now. Um, I think it, it goes in cycles. So ebb and flow for a lot of different One more time. I love this. There's gonna be a lot of editing. This is great. Taking the bells away, so don't ring them anymore. All right. Cool. Um repeat one more time. Sorry. Absolutely. I gotta oh. 2015, 16, 17, do you feel that there was a time that you were your most competitive or or is it or is this just continuously escalating? Are you as hungry now yeah. as you were three, four, five, six years ago? I would say even hungrier now, um, having tasted what is it like to get to the CrossFit Games? Well, I mean, it was a dream come true. Um, to say the least, but how we got there wasn't really the ideal way of getting there. You know what I mean? So I want to be able to prove to myself that this is something that I can do. This is something that I can do by myself. And I am meant to be there. I truly think that I could get there by myself. Um, which I mean, I should say last year was great being able to do the team and be able to be with people that were, I think, extremely great. Um, so I think right after the games last year, I was, that's when the fire really kicked in. So this year I'm doing everything I can prepare for 2023. 2023 is really when I'm going to shoot for it. And everything for preparation starts six months ago, which is why I started rehab on my knee, started rehab on my shoulders and just being as diligent as I can with everything. So we're again, and this is for my audience out there as well. I would assume a lot of people in your position are thinking a year or two ahead and they're prepping now, like you said. So we're looking at an 18 to 24 month period where I go, I want to peak here. You're, yeah. you're, you're not your final form, I guess it would be the word right now, Brian Burr. No, no. <laughs> Dude, I watch Dragon Ball Z all the time. There it is. Now we want to get you to that over 9,000 level. So you're, you're definitely yeah, preparing yeah. <laughs> yourself for it. So go give us a little bit of a synopsis of what your training and your nutrition look like on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Uh, I think weekly would be a little bit easier. Uh, currently, I'm working with uh, Devin Ford from PerformaFuel for nutrition. Um, and right now, I get two full body strength days from him. And... Uh, Right now we're in an 800 calorie deficit. So I went through the open in a deficit. So, you know, that was great. <laughs> Definitely feel a lack of energy being there. Um, and I've been working with him for off and on for a couple of years, but started full time uh, last month. So um, that's what I'm doing for nutrition. I think after a week or two here, trying to get down to like 7% body fat before we start bulking for literally a year um, to maintain more muscle than fat. Um, So yeah, that's the nutrition side of things. As for fitness, I have Michael Vespa. He is doing from Ruthless in Pursuit. He's doing my, hey, stop licking me. Get out of here. Um, my, My training programming. So he's like, we're doing some bodybuilding in the morning uh, three times a week. And then a short little aerobic session immediately after. And then in the afternoon, um, more weightlifting and CrossFit. Um, Primarily accessory work, which I think is key to having a good good CrossFit program. Uh, You don't have CrossFit to get good at CrossFit. Yeah, It's, It's one of the most vastly underrated and maybe overlooked things I think of in the CrossFit world would be your accessory work. I guess yeah. you, you can give the very simple answer as to why accessory work is important to our audience out there. Why do I think it's important? Well, um, I think that's where most of the training volume comes from is being able to move, move, <laughs> get out of here, um, move pretty with light weights. So it's not, not about doing your, um, 
I don't know, three by five strict press for max weight. It's more so, can I do these Turkish get-ups with good form and have my shoulders not be up in my ears like this? I want to be down and back so I can get into good position. Um, one of my coaches said, position is power. So if you can train in a good position, then you're going to be strong moving forward. So why accessory work is the best and why it is king to um, weightlifting and strength training just time under tension, um, more reps, more volume, build muscle that you can recruit for later usage. Um, what is the example? You're building your potential and then you're expressing your potential through weightlifting. Stop waiting my time. The dog has made its way into the interview, folks. I actually probably did it about 15 minutes ago, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> this will be a lot. Very, very entertaining for our audience out there. Let's see. This is Archie. Oh, it's a good looking dog. <laughs> Hi. And he says hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. And meanwhile, my dog is staring at the window right now, about 15 feet away. So he will not be making an appearance at the moment. How are you trying to bite the back of my knee? <laughs> <laughs> so you made the games last year in a yeah. extremely hey. unique way. And yeah. Let's talk about, in hindsight, would you have wanted a different entry? Love a different... He is a happy camper. Um, More so because at the time, um, we had taken a month off just to go on a little vacation. We went to Lake of the Ozarks, and we didn't train for a month leading up to the games. Uh, So right after finding out we, we didn't make it, we're like, well, I guess the season's over, so... What do we do? We just went and chilled for a month. Um, I mean, we went to a global gym and just did some bodybuilding here and there. And then quite a few, quite a bit of swimming. But we definitely didn't go into the games ready or the most physically fit that we could have been. So that was kind of annoying. Um, I would have loved to have like stood on the podium at Granite Games, fifth place, going in, knowing that we're going into the CrossFit Games and then training leading up to it. Um, next time, that will be the case. I will be on the podium headed there. Absolutely. So for the 2022 season, you have, I don't know if you've received your official invitation to the quarterfinals yet, but I'm quite confident that you're there. What are you looking to achieve this season? Uh, would you stop it? Hey, naughty. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the invitations get sent out on Monday. Um, so I'm really questioning if I want to do quarterfinals. I think for me personally, I am questioning if I want to do it just because if there are a bunch of pistols or max, uh, like last year there was a max front squat, do I want to do some of the workouts and then not put scores in for some of the others? Kind of like, you know, play around with the leaderboard, maybe have a really good score here. So it messes everybody up and then no score here. And I, I don't know. Um, I think part of me is like, well, what if you, you did make a semifinal or what if you didn't make semifinals? It's almost like if I cut it off now, then I don't have to worry about if I did or did not. Um, like I said, I'm one of the most patient people I just think that you'll ever meet. And my goal is the 2023 season, not this year. So everything I'm doing this year is kind of, I guess, by chance. If I make it to quarterfinals, cool. If I make it to semifinals, cool. But it's not the priority. So I am, I'm not sure if I want to do quarterfinals or not. I will make that decision when it comes. I'll probably do the workouts, but questionable if I'll sign up for it. Where do you think your patience comes from? Um, ooh, that I, I don't know. Um, I've always, always been that way. Um, ever since I could remember. Yeah. I don't know. I think probably my mom, my dad is one of the most impatient people. My mom was very, very patient, but I didn't really get to know her all of that well or all that well. Okay. I'm just trying to think of is there any other influences in your life besides your mother that kind of influenced your patients? Uh, hey, I don't, I don't know. I not the most uh, advantageous kind of person to go out and pursue something right away. I'm just like, well, 
eventually i don't know um and i don't i don't know i think that's just part of my my demeanor that's where that's just me i have no idea if i gained that from anybody else i wouldn't say the military gave me that even though they are perfect at hurry up and wait which is some of the mind games that i i enjoy for some reason i don't know why okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's the monotony of it. You used the words controlled chaos earlier in the podcast. And did you even be give us kind of real quick before we go into the five fast ones? Did you feel that there was a lot of controlled chaos going on behind the scenes at your in your first appearance at the CrossFit Games? Did you have to hurry up and wait a lot? Um, yeah, I think specifically on one event, uh, we were our team captain was brought to the floor with all the other team captains and he was briefed on what the workout was. And for uh, the rest of the team, the three of us, we were just sitting in this tunnel. And I think we sat in this tunnel, like, what are we going to do? What's this workout? And then all speculating because that's what we love to do is what's this workout going to be? What's that workout going to be? Are we going to do this? I see barbells. Are we going to lift? Or is there going to be a handstand wrap? I don't know if I can do what's coming up. Um, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, it's going to be whatever it's going to be. <laughs> um, I think we didn't find out the workout until I was like a three, two or not three, two, one, but like three minutes till go time. Dave Castro comes out and he's like, Hey, did you figure out what the workout is? Did we tell you? And then he somewhat like botched how he was explaining the workout. And he's like, you know what? It's on the board. You can go look at that. So then we go look at the board and like, Oh, okay. Well, that's similar to what he said. Um, so I think that's just part of it. Um, he was, um, a Navy SEAL, right? So he loves to play those fuck fuck games to say yeah. the least. Yeah. So, um, I think that was the biggest one. Everything else was, I feel like pretty controlled. Maybe the CrossFit games has been around a little while, even in Madison, but that's my, uh, my perspective. We might talk to somebody else and say it was an absolute, um, disaster. So, I don't know. Did you even care about the unpredictability factor? No, not, not really. Because it's um, if it's something that's going to happen, it's going to happen. I can't stress out about it. It's uh, it's not in my. If you can control it, then change it. So it's more of um, just go with the flow. All right. No, no reason to stress out about what's going to happen or what you can't control. I completely agree with you on that, Brian. We got five fun ones for you to close. So right. number one is you have a fascination with pandas. I have heard what drew you to them. Uh, I don't know. I, they're so, so clumsy. So I would say adorable. Um, I don't know what drew me to them, but when I was younger and this is, I think this is what me and my best friend, uh, like how we became best friends is because he loved pandas as well and his nickname was panda boy and then i was just panda so um i think ever since sixth grade i just loved pandas they can fall from a 50-foot tree and then just get up and roll around and then they'd be completely fine and then they just eat and nap and i don't know they live the best life that's for sure if i my dream in life is to be able to just hold and pet a panda and a lot of people want to make a million dollars. I just want this one simple thing. Pandas are so versatile, especially with how you described. That's incredible. They're not aggressive either. So, I mean, you you could probably find a zoo somewhere that will. I actually I don't know if you could find a zoo somewhere. Wildlife in Africa, maybe you can go out there. Uh, I've done extensive research, and I know that there's one place uh, that you can, but you have to pay quite a bit of money to go do, and it's in China. So, you know. Chances are slim right now. So when you get on the podium in the 2023 CrossFit Games, you're going to use some of that prize money to go to China and hold a panda. Definitely. 
Yeah, if I could own one, I would own one, but I definitely can't do that. It's illegal to own a panda. I've looked into it. Uh, <laughs> always doing your research, Brian. I'm loving that part. Question two. Your either go-to song or musical artist. We'll say when you're working out. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, even if I'm not working out, it's a great song to listen to. And it's uh, 96 Quiet Bitter Beings by CKY. It's a really old, grungy band. Most people don't even know who they are. But I think I found out about them from Viva La Bam, which is a skateboard show in MTV or something like that. Um, that and Painted Black by the Rolling Stones. Those are just classic songs. Those are actually my two top favorite songs of all time. Painted Black's tremendous. Have you seen, did you get a chance to see the Rolling Stones in concert before they retired? No, I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh, who knows? They might unretire one more time and go on tour. Mick can go forever. <laughs> Question three. Do you have any quirky routines before you hit the competition floor? Or are you just calm and ready to go i'd say for the most part i'm just calm and ready to go um there was times where i would go box i think one of my first individual competitions i had hit the bag so much two days before that my knuckles were bleeding because i didn't wrap my hands in correct correctly and um it was a workout with farmer carry and toes bar and i just had blood streaming down my hands thinking like pe people might've thought that I ripped, but the blood is coming down this way. So um, I would say that's an extreme thing that I would do before a competition, but just to get out of any sort of nerves, just hit the bag with the pads. Yeah. You're definitely not feeling any nerves after that. for sure. Nice and loose, ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian, question four, your all-time favorite either CrossFit Open or regional slash games workout since you were there last year. I can tell you what my least favorite is, that's for sure. You could go there um, too. And that that is, a yeah, I mean, I'll tell you both. Um, so event uh, two and three of the CrossFit Games last year, the one with the sled and then holding a sandbag and then some sort of gymnastics work. And then it went into like, a different workout but it was back to back and you're working the entire time and it was just it was just awful and pain the entire time it's like no muscle got a break your only break was you slowly trotting down the lane to go to the next item um that was for sure i don't remember the workout specifically but i know that it hurt so bad that it made me want to not do crossfit ever again <laughs> um but my favorite CrossFit workout is from the Open in 2018. I think it's 18.2, which was a 15-minute AMRAP of um, is it eight toes to bar, 10 um, dumbbell hand clean and jerks, and 14 cow row. I might have had the first number wrong. But, yeah, that, that workout, I don't know, it just feels so good to – to move um dumbbell hand clean and jerk is my favorite dumbbell movement toes bar is my favorite rig movement and then rowing is just fun we do a lot of rowing in our training um but i think also i had my mom come and watch me do that workout one time and i think that holds a special place in my heart so it's like every time i go to do this one i'm not just doing it for myself i'm doing it for the memory that i had with her that's yeah. tremendous, even to throw a sentimental value in there. And on top of that, it was two of your favorite movements as well. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Painted that picture perfectly, Brian. Your final question. This will be a little bit uh, impromptu here. Do you have a either hilarious Michael Vespa or Danny Yeager story or both? Oh, uh, wow. Um, I don't know that I could answer those appropriately, to be honest. So, <laughs> so to say the least, yes, I have quite a few, but I can't tell those stories on here. That is fair. Then, this, <laughs> then I guess we'll go five B. Give me your favorite things about Michael and Danny. Wow, um, they're caring and compassion, and always there for you, no matter what you need or what you're going through, and. I think that requires little thought. You can just be around them and just feel comfortable in their presence. 
Yeah. I know Danny a lot better than I know Michael. And yes, I can 1000% concur with you on that. That's for sure. Yeah. Michael comes from a military background too. So our bond runs deeper than most. It's something that you can't really explain. As you said before, in terms of best friends, just because they became your family, that's probably the best way that you would describe Michael's family. Oh, for sure. Definitely. He is, he is a brother to me. Absolutely love it, Brian. So on your way out, you mentioned B-squared ceramics. With every outro I do, you can promote anything that's near and dear to you, social media, B-squared ceramics, and all of it's going to go under the header. Yeah. Um, so a while ago, I had a different account for B-squared ceramics, but it is currently still my, or now my Instagram all-encompassing fitness, life, and ceramics. So that is Brian W. Burr um, for Instagram. B-squared ceramics, if you ever want anything or need anything, custom pottery can be made for you. Um, doesn't matter what it is. Sculptures, cups, mugs, bowls, espresso shots, shot glasses, maybe you're drinking St. Patrick's Day. So, you know, um, yeah, kind of everything in that aspect. Um, I think that's really it, to be honest. It's all going under the header. I'm going to close with one more question before we get out. Do you have a favorite coffee? Um, I asked this question for the question of the day for the gym a couple of days ago. I said, are you a coffee drinker or are you a tea drinker? Um, I don't drink coffee all that often, but when I do, it's my friends from, um, is it... Red Wing Roasters. So a really good friend of mine from high school, he roasts his own beans now. And they're, it's just spectacular coffee. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I, I don't drink coffee, but when I drink that, I'm just like, this is really good. Um, so to answer the question of the day, tea is my go-to and any, any tea, specifically fire ice from OMC Smokehouse in Duluth. If you get that, oof. That's, that's good stuff right there. Well, gosh, I'm heading to Duluth here in the early summer. So that might be one of the spots that I make. And then yes. Red Wing, Minnesota, is that where the roaster is? Red Wing, yeah. Well, Hager City, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from where I live, that's not too far. Because where you are right now is about 15 minutes from where I live. It's not too bad. Hastings? I am currently, I live in Woodbury. Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. I think since, since I live in St. Paul, I yeah makes sense yeah <laughs> hastings is a, is a little ways away from minneapolis that's for sure episode 56 of unplugged and undeniable you just heard it here google apple and spotify is where you can listen a happy saint patrick's day even though this is being dropped on a monday so again share with your friends get got to know brian burr a lot today and go deep inside his journey and the 2023 crossfit games as an individual is the end goal Let's see. That is the end Yeah. Manifesting it right now. Let's go. Let's make it. Let's go. Let's make this happen. So, for Brian Burr, my name is Jesse Velasquez. That has been episode 56. JCB Wellness on Instagram, jcbwellness.com, where you can find your fitness and nutritional content. And we will see you on the flip side. <laughs>